Hello, guys. Um, it's me, Jada. <laughs> and I'm Cassidy. <laughs> and this is Books with Benefits. Welcome why we, back. Why are we already cackling? <laughs> I don't know. We're 12 seconds in and we're already cracking up. If that doesn't just sum up this podcast. Um, so this week we're talking about... Legends and Lattes by Travis... Baldry, right? Something. Yeah, Travis Baldry. And he's a great narrator, by the way. Um, 10 out of 10. I didn't even realize that he was the one who narrated the book. Yeah, so we both listened to this. um, And also, before we go any further, this is our first completely non-smut book, Mm -hmm. I think. And not even like non-smut, but also kind of like non-romance. Yeah, there's There's like a... There's a sprinkle, but it is not, I would not consider this no. a romance book at all. Yeah. So I agree. Um, very, very little romance. So it's, however, the book itself is just wow. So, um, <laughs> just wow. <laughs> so here's some more about that in just a second. This podcast is not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following is the Goodread summary for Legends and Lattes. After a lifetime of bounties and bloodshed, Viv is hanging up her sword for the last time. The blood-weary orc aims to start fresh, opening the first ever coffee shop in the city of Thune. But old and new rivals stand in the way of success. Not to mention the fact that no one has the faintest idea what coffee actually is. If it wants to put the blade behind her and make her plans a reality, she won't be able to do it alone. But the true reward of the uncharted path are the travelers you meet along the way. And whether drawn together by ancient magic, flaky pastry, or a freshly brewed cup, they may become partners, family, and something deeper than she ever could have dreamed. That is so such th- that is such a good summary too. So good, so good. That might be probably top three for sure. I know this God. really is just warm latte, warm cup of coffee in a book. Like it's it really is, and it's it just makes you feel so happy, and mm-hmm. like I feel like there's no like it doesn't ever like that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the whole time I was waiting on the ball to drop in me to be like not interested in it anymore especially since like the slice of life genre is so new to me but I love this is like true slice of life oh my god it's so good it's so good it is it's so, so good. good um okay let's do ratings okay um okay what'd you give it overall Overall, bitch, motherfucking five stars. I know. <laughs> I was tickled when you rated this five, five stars. Five stars, bitch. Um, I also rated it five stars. It deserves I, no less. I didn't think I was going to. There was a point I was like, mm, and then it just kept giving. It kept giving it. And I definitely think at one point in my life, I probably would have given this four. But yeah. really, I mean, what am I going to like? And what are you docking it on? Like, it made you feel so good. Yeah. Um, Okay, plot, what'd you rate? Five. 
I give it a 4.5, but mainly just because I'm still struggling to, like, keep interest in Slice of Life, so I don't think it's anything in the book's fault. <laughs> like, it's a me problem. Yeah, it's a, that's for me. Sorry. Not, like, not you, Travis. Really, the plot is what gives it the five. Like, I could... I'm the kind of person, though, I can just read a whole book that is about, like, someone's mundane life, and they're not doing anything. <laughs> See, I'm not yet there. Like, I'm running, trying. Just running a coffee shop and adding new things to the menu, that is... That's all I need. <laughs> so for me, actually, the plot was not made it was not what made it a five because I rated the characters a five, and I'm sure you did. I don't know. Did you rate it a five? Did you rate characters five? Well, should we go on? Should we just talk about the characters then? Because characters, I actually gave four point five. Oh, funny. So mine's the other way around. Mm-hmm. So I think the characters is what really pushed it for me because I loved the characters, and I. I loved the characters too. The only thing is like I feel like we could have like like Tandry's character. I wish yeah. I had gotten more of her because well while she's in the book a ton, she's a little flat for a character, I think. That's fair. I do think the amount of good characters though just really Yeah, like Viv, I love her. Uh yeah. I would like go for drinks with Viv. Fucking Bimble. God. Oh my god, Thimble! I just want to like give a big old kiss. Like he's and so Pam, cute. I just, I love, just him. love them. And Pandry, um, I think it's so funny that there's Pandry and Pandry. But I I was getting so confused sometimes whenever I was listening to the audiobook. I'm like, wait, what? Me too, Travis. You had us fucking shook up. Um, okay, for the setting, what'd you give it? Uh five. Okay, so I gave it a four point five mainly because like I, I think this. Uh, like, it just wasn't quite, like, I feel like there wasn't enough about the outside setting. Like, I love the the setting, the shop itself. But, like, outside of that, I feel like I knew nothing about the world. Yeah. Um, but, which is fine. It, it was okay. I didn't impact yeah. the book at I all. I feel like I but... had gotten enough for what I wanted. Like, if they had been traveling a lot and going around, I would have wanted more. Right. But for what I needed, I had it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, and then, so obviously you guys can tell by this point that we've kind of created some new categories for, um, for like this non-smut, non-romance book. Um, and so our last uh, category is Fluff and Feels. So what'd you give it, Cass? Uh, five. The same. I give it a five <laughs> on that one. Uh, the whole thing just had me, like one continuous, aw. Yeah, it's like, um, so good. See, and normally, which is interesting, I, and a lot of people love this kind of genre, like found family. Yeah. That's really not something I'm interested in or into, but look like this is a found family book. It is so much. (laughs) And I feel like I didn't come into it expecting that. Yeah. And I feel like not until I just said that, I was like, oh yeah, that, that is what this is. (laughs) But because I don't know, normally that's really not something. I I... think it's harder in smut and like romance books for that to be such a huge plot point. So maybe that's why, but, um, I feel like even in smut books, like they try to, you know, make really great, like friend relationships. Right. Nothing hits like, like this. None, none, none of those can hit like this. This one's good. So yeah, that, and so just from those ratings alone, especially from cast, this is a big deal. I mean, new year, new cast, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a pretty high rating um, in terms of 
how she normally reads things. <laughs> it's just stunning, and the writing so is good. So just take that in um, and go read the book and then come back. Or listen. The listening is so good. So Travis Baldry did an amazing job. Of course, it's his own book. So, um, But he actually, I did some digging on him before we did this podcast, and he actually, I think, narrates books normally. He doesn't normally write them. Um which makes sense. I would love to listen to something else he's narrated because it's so good. Um, but he has a wonderful voice to listen to. So uh, go give it a, a listen or a read um, and come back. Books. All right, guys. So this book starts out with... Um, our main character, Viv, um, and she's a big, badass orc. Um, she is amazing. She fights people with her sword. And then she's like, you know what? I ain't about that life no more. I'm going to open a coffee shop. So mm-hmm. she goes to this town, Thune, um, and she finds this livery that's been abandoned. And she tracks down the guy who owns it, buys it. And then um, she's like, I'm going to do this. So she... The first person that she truly interacts with, although she buys it from that guy, is the lady across the street. And she's like, oh, you going to buy that place? And and she's like, yeah, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> and so <laughs> Viv um, then goes down to the local docks um, and finds uh, this cute man. I think he's a hob. Like, is that what they call him? I don't know. He's a little man, I think. Um, and he's a builder. Um, and so Viv picks him because it seems like he doesn't take the easy way out of things. Like he does things the right way. Um, mm-hmm. cause she watches all the different builders down there. So, um, his name is Cal. Um, he's so him. cute. Yeah. We're obsessed. <laughs> um, and he is basically like, well, <laughs> this place is fucked up, but I guess if you want to build a coffee shop here. And so, um, him and Viv, uh, start like making, um, renovations on the the livery and making it not only um fit for a coffee shop but fit for somewhere for Viv to live up in the loft so um she keeps you know she's spending her money she's got tons of money um because she's done bounties and things like that because she's a badass um but also the whole thing that has also sparked this is she has what's called the Sculver stone right did I say that right Skull. yeah yeah um I keep wanting to say shulker like Minecraft. And that I keep wrong. wanting to say the sorcerer stone. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in like three different areas here, but I think it's a Skulver stone. And mm-hmm. um, it's supposed to like bring good fortune to whoever has it or yeah. so, so the, the, so Viv thinks. Um, and so everything that she's doing is all kind of going the right way. The coffee shop's coming together. Then she hires um, another employee. She hires uh, Tandri who is a succubus, but she is so cute and little, and she has a tail, and she's pink. She's so sweet. And she's so cute. Also, Viv is green. I don't know if I said that. Um, I don't know. And then, so um, it's Viv and Tangerine and Cal, and then um, there's this cute little mouse. And, Even though I think of him as a little weasel. But, but he's a cute little... I could have sworn he was referenced as like a weasel. I kind of thought so, too, but he's a cute little baby mouse. He's so cute. And he is a baker, and so mm-hmm. Viv then hires him. So it's, it's little Thimble. The, yeah, Thimble is so cute. And so they're running this coffee shop, um, 
And so there's all these other things that are kind of coming to play. Like, um, so there's a madrigal in the town, a madrigal or the madrigal. I really don't know how to properly say that. Um, and there are all these like henchmen essentially, um, of the madrigal. And so the, they are kind of harassing Viv to get paid, um, to protect or something along those lines. Um, (coughs) so then, um, Viv is like, I'm not paying you, uh, sorry, kiss my ass. And she just kind of moves on. Um, and then she also hires another guy, um, Pandry, um, to come in and play music. She doesn't hire him immediately. At first he just like comes in. He's like, hello, can I play music here? And he does really bad and he runs out. He's like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, oh my God, like what is happening? And he leaves and they're like, he's never coming back. And then he does. Um, so eventually he gets hired too. But, so, uh, some of Viv's, like, ex-co-workers, I guess you could call them, um, or old companions, um, show up at the coffee shop, and, um, they're like, what in the hell are you doing? And one guy, I forget how to say his name, is it Thessian? Thinnis? Thinnis. Why did I think Thessian? Is it, is it T-H or F? I don't know why in my head I always said Thinnis. Maybe it's Thinnis. I don't know. We listen to the audiobook, so it's hard, and like I can't see the names in my mind um, because we listen to it. Um, and so he is kind of like acting weird and sus, and they figure out that, or they know, or something that Viv has the stone, um, and the magical. So Viv actually like befriends the magical. Um, and she warns Viv that something is going to happen. And then, um, Thinnis or whatever, I don't know his name, bad man. Maybe I should look up like a character list for this book. Yeah, do that. Um, but he actually sets the place on fire while Viv and Tandri are there. And, um, luckily they make it out okay, but the shop is like destroyed and, um, they end up, um, Tandri and Cal and Viv all kind of well Viv is like very sad but they all band together to rebuild the shop and make it even better than what it was which is just like breaking it's literally it's devastating (laughs) when it burns down so um yeah that's like the plot uh quick like beginning to end but there are obviously so many details in this book that we're going to talk about um and I think that one of the cool things about this book is even, like, it's all in the details, man. Like, the the details mm-hmm. of the, like, the pastries. Of course, we know what they are because, like, we eat them. But also, the descriptions and, like, the words that Travis uses are just phenomenal. And that's why I love it. Like, honestly, one of my favorite like every time this would happen these were like my favorite parts is when they would add something new yes um, to the menu to the menu and then you know tandry would go and write it and then it would give you the whole list of like everything that's been added and they have like these little like 
full body flavor. <laughs> I feel like that's what it says. I like lattes like a creamy, a creamy version. Of, it's just so. Oh, I it's love it. So and then good. the little thimblets. And oh, those are so cute. I'm like obsessed. I need a recipe. If he made a recipe book. Oh, I would buy it. I bet. I wonder if after like bookshops and bone dust. So he's releasing a new book um, in November of this year. Wow, it's 2023 um, in November. Um, and maybe after that we could like bug him and be like put out or like even if it was like an ebook, I would so buy that shit. Yeah, he made a comment and he was like, there will be a minimum of one more. Um, <gasps> and he's like, it's not exactly a direct sequel. New main characters in the same city and a different standalone story. Oh, it's gonna be so good so I know. travis is a great writer and narrator so it just makes that the book all so much better um so yeah that's kind of where we stand with the book and everything that um kind of begins and how it, the plot like flows through but um i guess we could talk it's hard because we don't have physical quotes because we didn't have the actual book but um we are kind of going to pull from like our favorite moments and talk about those. Mm -hmm. So Cass, do you have one towards the beginning you would like to share? Um, okay. Well, I don't, anything It's probably not going to be in order. Okay. That's fine. Um, let's think. One thing that comes to mind is when, um, Thimble first like is baking and they're like waiting and watching him in the kitchen and I love Thimble. And they're like, what the fuck is this <laughs> little mouse doing? <laughs> and then he brings the cinnamon rolls. I'm I'm assuming that's what it is, right? Like I know. Something. Listen, those are the best. I, I want to eat one of those cinnamon rolls Cass, so bad. That That's what I imagine when people eat my cinnamon rolls. That's what I want them to feel like. Thimble I, cinnamon rolls <laughs> and like the chocolate croissant. Oh, my God. Sounds so good. Croissant. A croissant. Um, and Ugh. they call it a crescent, which is just even cuter. You almost made me drop my croissant. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> God. Um, here's a quote, and it's kind of talking about uh, Viv and, and the coffee. So she says, the combined aromas of hot cinnamon, ground coffee, and sweet cardamom intoxicated her. And as she brewed and smiled and served and chatted, a deep contentment welled up. It was a glowing warmth she never experienced before, and she liked it. She liked it a great deal. Oh. And this whole thing is like, like her getting to relax and just be like, "This is all I've ever wanted." It's so good. Oh, I do think God. there's. Um, it's interesting all the characters that you see come and go throughout the coffee shop. That was one thing that I really enjoyed. Um, like Hem, or Hem, I think it's Hemington is maybe his actual yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, there doing some kind of science-y stuff. Um, yeah, with, like, wards and shit. Yeah, so he's... And he's funny because at first he won't buy anything. Um, oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> I think I moved my mic. Sorry, people, if that was loud. Um, but he, he, like, won't buy anything to drink. And then they add pastries and he's still like, oh, I don't know. And they, like, kind of force him to buy stuff. And then by the end of the book, he's, like, eating it and drinking the stuff because they, they went out of their way to make him a cold drink because he doesn't do hot mm. drinks, which yeah. is just, like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. Um, And I feel like the exciting moments in this book, like, when the coffee arrives, 
Yeah. Like for the first time. Um, and they're like getting it out to try it. I really enjoyed that. And the the freaking cat. Oh, yeah. The dire cat. We didn't even bring up the cat. Amity. <laughs> the cat's crazy. That's a good girl. She's a good girl. She is. She is a good baby. <laughs> <laughs> because she'd be scaring off them assholes. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> it's funny because she just like appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, she really did. She was well. I got a little scared of her at first because Viv was like, "There was a sound on the roof," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, oh, someone trying to get in. It's just a kitty cat. Uh, two of my favorite parts of this whole book are towards the end, and the ending of this book. I'm telling you, the last twenty five percent of this book, I was sobbing. It's heart wrenching sobbing and not even like sure like the fire is really sad and i was crying because it was sad but after that point it was not like sad cry it was just like a heartwarming oh my god cry i feel like it just so first of all it's like ripping your heart is like the stuff with the fire happens and viv is just like in this state of sadness and then where like all of her close friends like come together to make sure that everything is fixed essentially yeah and it's, it's like the so sense good. of community like this overwhelming sense of like we help each other and we are like a family now i know <laughs> i know and like viv's really worried that like everything is just gonna go to go away because venice or whatever got the got the stone and um so I just keep thinking it's just so sweet. And so there's this little old man who comes into the shop all the time and he has this chest. We never really got yeah, we- so on that chest. <laughs> I was about to say that. Um, but he comes in with it. Tandry's always like, what in the hell is yeah. going on? Tandry's so confused because this man like plays chess with himself but never moves the other players. And so yeah. Tandry's like, what the fuck? Um. But so he, then he kind of starts talking about the Scalvard Stone and he was like, oh, well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really work the way people think it works. It, because a lot of people think it brings good fortune and he was like, it brings like to like. So it, it brings those to you. <laughs> and when he explained, I'm sobbing. sobbing I know. This is so good. And then, so they, you know, had rebuilt the shop. And, you know, Tandry goes to make a new menu. So good. And then, you know, they kind of leave her alone while she writes yeah. it. And then whenever they come back to read it, at the end of it, <laughs> she wrote, What flames could not consume never shall be extinguished. <laughs> and I fucking... So- I want to cry right now. This like really- I know. <laughs> Cass is a crier, too. Like, oh my God. Sobbed. I was sobbing because it doesn't sound that like oh like that doesn't seem crazy listen it was just but it is it's so it was so good god it just like wrenches your entire heart like the whole thing um my whole being well and even the moments of like when viv like right after the fire like she's very much like burned and like in pain and she still walks back through the ashes to see if the stone is there and it's just like i mean whoa like 
that will rip like the commitment to the place and then and then she gets things like she had went back for um for like the the lockbox which understandable but like and the coffee maker and, right and the coffee maker and that's oh my god but like <laughs> she knew that uh, number one they're expensive but she knew that that's like the lifeblood of the place like whenever it describes like viv looking back into the shop and seeing mm-hmm. tandry there like crying oh my god same <laughs> fuck it just is like whew. i know damn take your fucking breath away brother it really will well and there are so many moments too of like and i think that initial panic of when Viv realizes that it's on fire. And, and like bad fire. Like right. it's like a magical fire. Like this is not, not fire, fire that can be put out. And like that terror in Tandry, like she's just like stunned and freaking out. And Viv is like, I have to I have to step up into action immediately. And like Yeah. Oh my God. It's so like it's so well written. Um and I know like, moments of high stress like that in books, sometimes, like, I want to just close the book. But, like, this one I wanted to keep reading um, because it was just so well-written. It was really good. And there are things, too, like, the moment um, Lane – is it Laney? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's the old lady across the street, and she's, like, always sweeping her porch and bothering them for thimbles recipes and shit. But she – you can tell she just means well. Um, but – after the fire, Tandry and Viv are sitting there watching the fire burn, and she comes over and gives them blankets. Like, they're very visibly hot. But, like, also, that's adorable. Yeah. And, like... Everyone was kind of bringing them things. Yeah, the magical, like, brought them clothes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Just, the writing is so good. This story is, is just so good. Like, even if you are not generally a fantasy reader, I think yeah. you would love this. I think a lot of people would generally enjoy this book. I completely agree. Um, like, there's a part um, that kind of talks about how Viv is was done with the, like, the bounty hunting, the adventuring life. Um, and it says... Viv had reached her limit of blood and mud and bullshit, and Orc's life was strength and violence and a sudden sharp end. But she'd be damned if she'd let her finish that way. It was time for something new. Yeah. Viv. I just love the coffee shop so much. It is. It's so good. And I like the, you're right, the sense of community. Mm. And even though uh, Venice is like a shithead, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I will say that scene at the very end when he's like, <laughs> and he like, do, 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 do up the sides of the building. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I know you fucking crazy ass bitch, like climbing up the building. And he's so quiet, too, which is like, yeah, alarming. I like even though he's like such a shithead. I do. <laughs> I I his he has a good character, though. Yeah, like, he does. It's a good character. I like the... I forget their names. Um, I know Rune, and then... What's the other... The girl's name? Something Dina. Like, something Ina, I feel like, at the end of it. Yeah. I think it starts with... That's a hard thing about listening to all these books, is because I don't get the visual... Of the name. Of a name. Yeah. Well, they're... And 
they're like surprised at the end how Tandry like writes them and lets them mm-hmm. know that you know crazy shit has happened at the shop and they like show back up their runes or not rune rune and the lady are Viv's friends or like coworker whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them um, and they show back up with coffee um, like the the beans so they can do like like it's so good they can open the shop and back I just up. I just remembered this part. I can't, I, I almost forgot to talk about this. So, earlier in the book, um, Rune kind of comes with the coffee maker. Like, he de- kind of delivers it. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, oh, I saw your name on this. And she's like, oh, man, hey. Sorry. sorry I kind of ran off like that. And um, I forget what they're called, but he gives her, like, a stone. Oh, like a- yes. And... Um, so he has one and she has one. And if like, you know, say if they were in trouble or anything, one of them could throw the stone into a fire and it would like alert the other person who has the stone of like, right. That there was bad things. And so then she's like, okay, I don't think I'm ever going to need to use this, but okay. And then, so later on in the book, you know, all this shit with the magicals going on and the guys keep coming in wanting the money and she he's thinking like i know that i have this new life and i don't want to be the kind of person i was Mm -hmm. but i think this is wrong and so it's it's a big point of the book of like her trying to decide of like who she wants to be how she wants to handle this yeah and then there ended up kind of being a a final meeting with these guys and he's like you know we're coming back in a week and you're gonna pay and then, you know, and Tandry's always just like, just pay them. Everyone's like, just pay them. <laughs> just do it, Viv. Okay. And Viv's like, like you don't no. want to be that person. And then that night, Viv's just like, she's so quiet and thinking about everything. She goes down, she goes down into the kitchen with that stone, throws it in the oven. I was in my garbage. I was just like, pumping yeah. in the air. I was like, throw that fucking stone, bitch. Get those motherfuckers here. We're going to kick some ass. Right. We're going to kill them. <laughs> That's what I feel like I... I was rooting for her change of character, but I also understood her desire to just, like, get the people she knows and fucking take those people out. I mean, yeah, it was Although, I will say, I feel like, um, I feel like that kind of story was a little, like, just kind of pushed to the side because while, like... Then Viv makes friends with the magical, which is interesting. But we, but we kind of forget that I mean, the magical is still taking money from all of the fucking businesses in the town. Right. Like we're not going to pretend like she's kind of still just an asshole, right? And that's although she does things nice, like does nice yeah. things for Viv. I think she's I think, still shitty. Yeah, I think it does show though. I mean, there's there's always all these powers coming into play. Like, right. There's always going to be someone on top. There's always going to be people on the bottom. There's the one guy that's, um, that kind of threatens Tandry, um, several times throughout the book. What is his name? Killian? No, (laughs) it's like, uh, it starts with an O, I think. I thought it started with a K. God, what the fuck? (laughs) So we're not allowed to listen to books anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't remember. Maybe it's right. Hold on, you keep talking and I'm going to Okay, try to you're going to find it. Okay. Um, but he, like, threatens Tangeri a lot throughout the book because he's kind of, like, obsessed with her. But Viv, like, steps in several times and is like, that's enough. And I'm like, Viv, fucking knock that bitch out because he sounds like a shithead. It's just, it's frustrating, too, because I think that poor Tangeri didn't do anything to deserve well, 
no one who is stalked or like pursued by someone when they don't want to be pursued by them no one deserves that and so it's kind of I feel frustrated for Tandri and I know that she's got to be like internally reeling because she doesn't want that man around and when he does come around it's inconvenient for everyone um and the worst part is he works for the madrigal so in turn viv is like trying to you know trying to get him off of tandry's back and her own back um but it kind of subsides towards the end of the book which is nice it's kellen kellen maybe a is there someone with an O name? Bro, there's a lot. There's, I'm oh, there's sure so many there names. Is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, just the book overall, just like Cass has, it gives you a warm feeling. like Warm fuzzy, warm cup of coffee, warm latte. Mm. Oh, I just uh, pulled the quote the about Cal's name. And when... Um, she asked his name. I forgot about this. He says calamity. calamity. And I love that. And he says, you can call me Cal. And I just really, and then she I says, I think of calamity Jays. Me too. <laughs> That's a restaurant. Um, and whenever, uh, he says, you can call me Cal Viv responds. And she says, whichever you like best. I don't need your name to suit me. <laughs> girl, girl. I just love her. Um, but yeah. I think that this book is just a warm, fuzzy, happy book. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend it. Me too. And like I said, I didn't think it was going to be something that I was going to be into. And then there I was, like, listening to the end of it, like, oh, my God. Yep. But, yeah, so I know this is kind of short, but when we listen to these books, it's harder to pull quotes um, and things like that. But... We we really enjoyed Travis Baldry. Thank you for yeah. I'm definitely going to be reading book. the next one that he puts out. Yeah, uh, bookshops and bone dust. I think mm-hmm. is what it's called. So it'll come out in November. We'll read that. Maybe we could. Maybe if we contact him, we could get our hands on an arc. Oh yeah, you think hey. he's going to give us an arc? Maybe. Travis. <laughs> Travis. Travis, give me the art. We'll make an episode on it, bro. And we'll we, totally. And you we'll, can blast it. You can blast the episode. Put it on blast, brother. So, yeah. So next week, I don't know what we're doing next week. Um, next week we should be talking about Eden. Oh, the good. second book in the Monster series. By, okay, uh, Lily Maine. So that's a good one. Um, yep. We're starting the new year off with a bang, brother. With a bang. Um, bang bang, bitch. Woohoo! So if you guys uh, forgot, go follow us on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, TikTok and Instagram. Um, and we'll have a Facebook page coming. I think we'll get that yeah. reeling in the new year. Because um, I think that it would be and a let great Let us know place. if you have any recommendations similar to this one. Because I'm kind of looking. I'm kind of in the mood for it. Me too. We're in that very warm, fuzzy mood. So yeah. um hope you guys are kicking off the new year well. And... You're staying safe and warm and happy. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.